Hi, everyone. Welcome to this podcast from Cambridge Health Tech Institute for BioIT World Conference and Expo 2014, which runs this April 29th through May 1st in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm Ann Wynn, Associate Producer. With us today is one of our speakers from the Systems Pharmacology Conference, Dr. Hugo Geertz, Chief Scientific Officer of In Silico Biosciences and Adjunct Associate Professor at the University of Pennsylvania's Perelman School of Medicine. Hugo, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Glad to be here. Can you share your scientific activities at Insiligo Biosciences and UPenn and how you ended up with both affiliations and what it's like working at that company and at that academic institution? Well, uh, let's be a chart a little bit of history here. Um, I used to be a traditional discovery researcher at the Janssen Research Foundation in Alzheimer's disease um, uh, approaches back in uh, Belgium where I helped develop galantamine uh, as a, as a as an, uh, drug for treating Alzheimer's disease patients. Now, in the mid-90s, we were the only company which were focusing on tangled pathology. But I became very fastly uh, frustrated by the limited uh, translation ability of the clinical animal models to clinical outcomes. As you know, CNS diseases is very difficult to develop successful drugs. So I wanted to start something completely new, out of the box, using a combination of my bachelor's degree in uh, physics and neuropharmacology, which I um, had the chance of being exposed to during my time at uh, Janssen. So in uh, 2002, I started a small company called in Silicon Biosciences with a business partner, where the idea was to actually develop uh, existing computer models into tools that could be useful for pharmaceutical uh, research and development, especially in CNS diseases like Alzheimer's disease and uh, schizophrenia. And so the idea was to actually address some of the poor translation ability of the clinical animal models into the clinical uh, situation. At the same time, when I moved to the States in 2002, I had the chance of being connected to uh, John Trojanowski and Virginia Lee at the University of Pennsylvania, who offered me a position of adjunct associate professor. So my basic activity in that academic center is to help them with their drug discovery operations, which is a novel target uh, for Alzheimer's disease. Your research specialties include translational medicine in CNS disorders, like Alzheimer's, as you mentioned, drug discovery, and the application of mathematical models to brain disorders. What's compelled you to focus on the brain um, and psychiatry and neurology for the sake of drug R&D? Well, obviously, CNS research and development is one of the most difficult areas uh, for working in. Uh, the brain is an extremely complex organ. And there was just a recent paper in Nature by Technology that actually looked at the success rates of clinical development in a number of different indications. It turns out that for CNS clinical trials, only about 9% of trials that enter phase one actually are successful until approval, which means that out of uh, every 11 trials, only one will be successful. Only the areas of cardiovascular disease and oncology do a little bit worse. But in psychiatry, it's only even 7%, so only one in 13 trials actually are successful. And of course, we all know about the recent examples of the phase 3 failures for uh, bitopterin in schizophrenia and for Rivance in depression. So the problem was that our models are not very predictive. They are pretty good at documenting the biological processes. But one of the issues is that we need to translate those outcomes into the human clinical situation. And so one way to do that is actually using computer-based methodologies, like has been the case in many other successful industries. Industries like microelectronics are successful 
simple in the sense that they use a lot of modeling and simulation of their engineering principles. And so the idea would be to apply some of those ideas to pharma research and development. The issue is that pharma companies don't have the, mono the monopoly of good research. And I say many of their successful drugs come from small biotech research translation, for instance, of, uh, for instance, ketamine in depression from clinical observ observations, etc. So, in particular, CNS drug development adds another layer of complexity. The issue is that the drug effects can be very different in our models because there is a lot of translational disconnects. One example, which I think is very important in CNS research and development, especially in the clinical development area, is that it's very hard and difficult to reproduce combination therapies in mice and rats, as one would do in clinical trials. Very interesting. And what will be the main focus of your presentation at BioIT World on April 30th? Well, actually, um, for the presentation at the BioIT World Conference, I will present this novel technology called quantitative systems pharmacology in CNS as a novel out-of-the-box approach. Uh, the idea is to try to re-engineer the pharmaceutical uh, research and development and add uh, a dimension of quantitative predictability to clinical trial design. So we will try to present the idea of a humanized virtual patient computer model that uh, over the last 10 years uh, has been calibrated pretty well with clinical data. And we will show a couple of examples there about blind predictions in which you were challenged to predict clinical outcome of a phase two or a phase three uh, results. And uh, so we have a couple of publications on that and I will show a couple of examples there. Some of the major things which I want to discuss is the conceptual barriers for acceptance of this technology within pharmaceutical R&D. And those conceptual barriers actually are a number of different problems. For example, many uh, scientists, uh, when they develop clinical trial designs, think too much about simple linear hypotheses. If we lower process A, then the effect will be successful. However, in the brain, there is a lot of nonlinear interactions that uh, can result in non-monotonic dose response. So the simple idea of going to a maximal tolerable dose in a clinical trial is not always the optimal dose, and that might be the reason why so many of those trials might actually fail. Another important aspect which I wanted to address in this talk is the estimation of the impact of concomitant medications to the primary drug effect. Uh, and I think uh, using computerized human virtual patients might actually address some of those issues and raise a number of uh, red flags. And finally, I think uh, an issue which actually is not only related to uh, trial development or, or drug development, but also to the whole research and development operation in pharma industry, is the obsession of working with selective single-target drugs. Uh, so medicinal chemists try to make the most potent, most selective drug against a single target, of course. This idea comes from the reductionistic approach of human genomics, but I think uh, CNS diseases are so complex that we need to work with multi-target pharmacology to really achieve a breakthrough in clinical scale outcome. And I think many of the recent failures in CNS development, clinical development have actually led to the idea that single-target drugs are unable just to move the clinical skills substantially so that you can actually see a relevant clinical effect. And so I want to actually discuss some of those issues in my presentation, and I'm glad to invite you to come over and be there. Excellent. Uh, so do we. And uh, Hugo, thank you once again for your time and insights today. We definitely look forward to your presentation, and it sounds like you do have a lot to share with us. So thank you. Thanks a lot. 
That was Hugo Geertz of In Silico Biosciences and the Perelman School of Medicine at the University of Pennsylvania. He'll be speaking at the Systems Pharmacology Conference, which is track number six, at the upcoming BioIT World Conference and Expo, taking place April 29th through May 1st, 2014 in Boston. If you'd like to hear him in person, go to www.bio-itworldexpo.com for registration information and enter the key code PODCAST. This has been another Cambridge Health Tech Institute podcast. I'm Ann Wynn. Thank you for listening.